0: Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. Today we are going to be talking about a crisis, or at least what somebody thinks is a crisis in the industry, and that is people not finishing their darn games. Can you believe it? Paying 60 bucks and not finishing Red Dead Redemption? I don't know, I wasted eight hundred hours, well, I won't say wasted, but I played oblivion for eight hundred hours, and uh you know, I think that was time well spent, so these people are just lightweights, so I don't know, but anyway, to discuss this pending crisis uh this week, we have Shella and Nate in the lounge today. Welcome to my guests
1: um, thanks for well,
2: no,
0: glad, <laughs> glad you're here um now.
2: Those those of us not completely destroyed by yesterday's earthquake. I was going
0: to say, oh, my gosh. So, uh, Wouldn't it have been cool? Because we would have been, if the earthquake hit today, it would have been close to when we record the lounge. So here we would have been talking and then be like, oh, what the heck? The room is shaking. It would have been neat. We could have uh, had it. But, yes, uh, we had a huge earthquake here. Well, I mean, I say huge. It was 5.9, which uh Nate, our earthquake expert who used to live in California, says is pretty big
2: it's not small <laughs>
0: um
2: that much that much i'll tell you for sure
0: yeah the um the uh the california uh, out on the west coast of the united states gets a lot of earthquakes but a lot of those are like in the fours and and so forth right Nate like 4 to 5 well, the, big,
2: the biggest one i went during the the 12 years i lived there was 4 point something and this would have been you know many times larger than that i think we're just lucky it hit out and, you know rural Virginia, as opposed to you know under the capitol building or something, yeah, and
0: the thing was felt um we're we're uh, gin gin world headquarters is uh like right around the d c area a little north of d c and we definitely felt it i mean it shook for a good 25 to 30 seconds (laughs) and so um, it was interesting I was telling Shella about it before the show and she was like well did you go stand in a doorway and I'm like well okay for the first 10 seconds I'm like what the f is going on you know and then my brain's like oh it's an earthquake (laughs) so I go into the hallway to look around and that's when it really got bad so I just kind of grabbed the wall and I'm like oh my gosh I hope it doesn't get any worse than this and then yeah. Yeah, and by the time I thought, uh, you know, okay, earthquake survival 101, I should get in a doorway or something, by then it was over, you know.
2: <laughs> let me give you a let me give you a tip if you grow up in Los Angeles. You get this in elementary school and junior high. You know, like our parents used to get duck and cover in event of nuclear warfare. Right. No, we used to get earthquake drills. What would you do in school if a big one hit? And a couple of times yeah, that happened, you know. <laughs> yeah. The standing in a frame door, if you can't get outside, yeah. is the most, uh, uh, you know, strongly built sure. piece of any home.
0: Right. Well, they were saying also, like, yeah. if you were in the office, you know, like under a big, thick conference room table, not a glass one, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but nice big metal table or something, you know, or one of those thick oak ones that are made in, like, the 60s or something might might protect you a little bit more than thin air. So anyway, so that was fun, and uh, I kind of like, – like I said to Shella, it was kind of like – it was neat because I got to experience an earthquake – you know, and I can say I survived an earthquake, but it was just light enough that it didn't really cause any damage. So it was almost like an earthquake simulation. So was, that was, was good. And believe me, as scared as I was, I don't want to experience a real earthquake, but it does, you know, but it does give me a serious appreciation for like the people in Japan and like what they went through because let me tell you, I mean, my mind is very survival oriented. You know, if there's a fire or a gunman comes into the restaurant or something, you know, my my brain is immediately, okay, where are the exits? What are the things? But when the entire Earth for a hundred miles in any direction yeah. is shaking, there's not a whole lot you can do.
2: Everybody listen so. to what I have to put up with on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> you you go to lunch with John, and his his lunchtime conversation is, if they come in through the kitchen, I'm going through that. <laughs> Yes.
1: Can can we
0: get a seat with my back to the wall, please? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like Carlito, you know, I'm always watching. They're after me, so. Anyway, just because they're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you, so. But I don't, I don't (laughs) think anyone's after me. I just, I just take precautions. Man, I was a cops and, cops and crime, crime and courts reporter for, uh, many years, and it's made me very paranoid
2: yeah I, I covered Capitol Hill it makes me hate congressman
0: eh, that'll happen okay so the uh the problems of the day um, <laughs> much much less uh dangerous back than, to game. yeah much less dangerous <laughs> than an earthquake um is that uh we we posted this story on our facebook page and uh also it was uh industry happening and basically it was a survey that said that uh people aren't finishing their games and the um the person that put out the survey kind of took this to mean that you know the game industry was broken and and everything's bad about it um you know we're we're headed for disaster and and some of the things they cited were rather surprising like for example they said 80 to 90% of the people that started playing Red Dead Redemption did not finish the game, and I think the way that they can tell if you finish the game or not is uh, because at least on the consoles, on on the PlayStation 3 and on the Xbox 360, you get these trophies as you go along, and the trophies automatically upload to the, um, you know, to the. Their their networks. So you can look if if you had access to that, you could look and see. Okay, how many people got the trophy at the end of the game, right? And so eighty to ninety percent of the people weren't doing that. And and so they were basically saying, you know, this is this is a problem in the industry. I'm I'm not really sure if it is, but I'll I'll ask you guys what what you think about that. I mean, I mean, Red Dead Redemption, it must that must have been a striking number for you because that's a game that you did finish.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I'm not really surprised because it's quite a long game um and I think at some point I almost gave up on it, but you said it it got better because it had a bit of a flabby bit in a, at about a third of the way through, mm-hmm. and I was like yeah I'm getting a bit bored from it, and you said, no, keep on it's it's good um so I picked it up, and you were right, <laughs> All right. um so i'm not really su- <laughs> I'm not really surprised we've got you know uh, gamers are you know have jobs <laughs> these days i mean once once upon a time gamers were all kids playing pac-man and and down arcades and things nowadays the average gamer is what 20 25 to 35 years old they've got jobs they've got kids and you know a 30 hour game maybe you know doesn't feature that heavily in their daily in their daily life so yeah now do you think i and i guess you if-
0: no, no. I was just going to say, do you do you think that? Um, that my, I guess my question is with the with with the survey and with uh, with with that being said about people being 25 to 35 and not not finishing the game, do you think that there's going to be a large percentage of people? I guess that played Red Dead Redemption, you know, and then stopped playing it, and then I don't know the next game that comes out, you know, L.A. Noir or whatever. They're not going to go pick that up because they said, hey, I didn't finish Red Dead Redemption, so I'm not going to buy this new game.
1: No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I actually so wouldn't, wouldn't have a stack of two play <laughs> <laughs> games underneath. Probably I,
2: I actually wouldn't Sorry. be surprised if uh if there was a certain amount of that. <laughs> um simply because as Chella said, you get older and God knows, <laughs> you know, you start having kids, your job takes more time, you know, you gotta make the house payment, you gotta mow the lawn, etc., all that sort of stuff going on. And these things start dropping off in interest. So you start seeing them back up and eventually you do start saying, you know, I haven't finished the last one. And that's how people sort of migrate off being hardcore gamers. Hmm. If you, you know me, yeah. I, every time somebody comes out and says, the average gamer is a woman who's 47 year old with seven kids, <laughs> you know, and uh, we... has a job that pays her a quarter million dollars a year. And I sit here and go, no, it's not. You're lying. <laughs> we
0: haven't heard from, what was that guy's name that always said that? That, he, oh, day, uh,
2: the, yeah, former head of the IDSA, now the ESA, Doug Lowenstein. Yeah, yeah.
0: He said that every freaking year. We could have, we could have went up to the podium at E3 and said, Doug Lowenstein can't be here this year, so we're going to read his speech. Even though we don't have it, we know pretty much what it's going to be. <laughs> we,
2: have, we have our notes from last uh, year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, you know, I have that, that. That attitude, that the majority of games are still designed for the core gamer, which is a young male market. I mean, that may be changing, but I think that's still where we are. However, facts like this, where people aren't finishing these games, that starts indicating that maybe there is an older demographic that's that's playing these games. Because, well, what did you mention about Oblivion, John? You played 800 hours on that
0: thing? Yes, I mean, that's like a month of real time.
2: You You know I love you,
0: right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. That's, I get, I didn't get a Christmas just, present last year, but okay, go.
2: That's just really stupid. No,
0: why would it be stupid? It's insane
2: 30, amount of... 33 <laughs> and a third... Full 24-hour days playing a game. But
0: not all at once. I mean, I'm I'm not
2: – Well, no, because you would be dead. <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> I right? mean, that's the sort of thing they do to people in Guantanamo when they're especially cheesed off at them. <laughs> they game.
0: make them play Oblivion? Make
2: them make them stay up that long. Well, no, but – Yeah, there's your there's your jump quote for the marketing, just as good as being tortured at Guantanamo. <laughs>
0: It's not, um, but it's the same as say somebody that I mean, like Shella, for example. Shella watches uh, True Blood. You know, it's a TV show. And if she added up, or somebody that maybe like watches The Sopranos or something every week for five years, if you add up all the hours that they spend watching it, it would it would come to you know probably not 800, but it would come to some pretty high numbers. I mean.
2: That, w- that would be eight hundred hour-long episodes. Yeah,
0: but but if you look at
2: w- which which is like Gunsmoke for thirty years kind of depth.
0: Well, what about people that watch TV for two hours a night or something? I mean, you can add that well, up pretty uh, quick.
2: I'm I'm not overly impressed with those people either.
0: Right. Well, you must have the most free time of anyone in the world. How come you haven't cured cancer or anything? <laughs> well,
2: because because I'm an idiot at the science. <laughs> I see. Um. Well, here's well
0: here's my question. So okay. So so we have Shella who doesn't think it's too much of a problem. Nate, who thinks that it's more of a more indicative of environment. It sounds like both of you, though, sort of agree that it's not is it is it. Well, let me ask. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't want to. Is, is it is the problem with just the changing demographics of gamers? You know, gamers have kids and gamers have jobs and stuff, so they can't play as much. Or is the problem with the game? I mean, is there is the Does the fact that the game is if the game was better in some way, would more people finish it? Uh, I'll start with Shella.
1: Well, no, I don't think it's the game. I think it's just what we said. It's um, um, just lifestyle and and also I think some people don't even play if there's a multiplayer option. I think some people don't even play the single player option. All they want to do is get online and um, kill each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Nate, Nate, what do you think? Is it is it the? I mean, you're the one that always blames the industry. Is it the game's fault or is it just the way things are?
2: Well, it's way too early and, you know, I'd be talking out of my ass if I said it's definitely this statistical thing going on because, you know, who, who am I? I don't have that kind of information. I'm just sort of, you know, riffing on the, the concept. Um, but these games take a long time and there are a lot of other things that compete with people's, for people's time. I mean, I think part of that is you get so many young kids who do finish these games and young in heart, John. Um, but we all know that you know the reason the weirdest, most annoying hackers in the world are fifteen-year-old boys is because they have the ability to concentrate for a long period of time on projects like this and really get their heads around them because they're not busy making sure the mortgage payment gets made <laughs> and you know the grocery store is done and the dry cleaning's picked up. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Well, some... same re- same reason they can obsess over you know Susie in health class or whatever for. 20 hours a day or whatever.
0: It is. <laughs> I see. So that's what you've been doing with your free time. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Now I get it. It's with my copious free it's time. It's
0: crystal clear. So well, some of the suggestions. The interesting thing about the uh, the article was that uh, there was a couple suggestions made, and um, so I'm going to highlight two of them. I'm going to ask you if either one of these is uh, is uh, well. Actually, there were three um, that sort of a theme, and more than one person suggested this. Um, the first one was that uh, games should reduce the amount of time uh, they devote to single player. For, so, for example, there should be no more 30-hour games. They should all be like 10 hours so that you can buy the game and then and then finish it in 10 hours and feel good about yourself. Um, so, Shella, what do you think about that?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, just because somebody chooses not to finish a game isn't any reason to make it shorter for those that do finish it or enjoy it or um because i think part of we've had this whole trend towards open world gaming and you know the sort of vastness of the world and the story and whatnot so if you try and reduce it into 10 hours we're just never going to get that kind of epic scope really um i don't think and um, that's
0: sort of the difference between a short story and a novel. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of books that people start and don't finish, but that doesn't mean that every every story should be a short story now.
1: Yeah, we have enough trouble telling long stories and we all know that telling short stories <laughs> is a whole different ball game <laughs> when it comes to writing. So, this,
2: well, yeah, all three of us are writers. There's a famous Mark Twain quote that Here's the story. If you want it half as long, it will take twice as long and cost yeah. twice as much.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, writing the um writing the taking a novel and turning it into a short story is is really difficult. I mean, I can imagine, you know, game developers are like, "Well, okay, we want to we want to tell this story, but if we only do it in 10 hours, then the whole thing about his illegitimate sister is going to be have to be cut out and this second evil corporation is going to have to be cut out and, you know, you end up with a much more scale, scaled scaled-down product. I think.
2: Sure, sure. It depends on what you really want to do. I mean, things can get really really out of hand, you can say, and this game is going to take 12 years to play.
0: <laughs>
2: well, th- and some people are going to go for that. I mean, you you brought up Earth just a, a second or so ago, sort of an analogy for novels, people who put down novels, mm-hmm. walk away from them, and I've certainly done that. You know, if you get halfway through it, you go God, the only thing I hope happens is that all of these characters die horribly, (laughs) which I might point out was my reaction to Hamlet and did happen. Um, You know, you shouldn't do it. On the other hand, there are certainly people who cannot not, you know, who must finish any book they Mm -hmm. begin. And I'm sure there are gamers who, if I started it, by God, I'm determined to finish it.
0: Yeah, I think, I think I'm, I kind of fall into that category. I, I pretty much finish every, I mean there are some games that I'm just like, okay, this game is horrible and I'm not going to, I'm not gonna play it, you know, but there are some games that are pretty good that I, I mean I'll, I'll try to finish them, you know, or, or the worst situation is when the game is kind of lukewarm but you really, really want to know what happens to the characters. <laughs> That's the worst. Cause then you just feel like, I just gotta know what happens. I just have to know. <laughs>
2: Then it then it's actually not a bad game. They've written a, a set of characters that mean something to you. They
0: do, they do. Although I don't know, sometimes at that when it gets to that point you start, Okay, where's the cheats? You <laughs> know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself in God mode and just walk through this ridiculous level so I can see what happens.
2: <laughs> I mean that's that's like soap operas, you know. I mean let's face it, they're terribly written. Mm. They're horrible. <laughs> but by God people care about the characters.
0: Right. Well, the other two suggestions, uh, which we can briefly go over, was one one person who actually had a, a fairly decent following uh, among the the, the chat thread was uh, saying that um, all games should be MMOs, where they basically have infinite content, uh, and then and then the other person. Uh well we'll get into the other person last cuz I think that's probably the most controversial but but the uh, the emphasis on M- MMOs uh, Michelle do you think that that's I mean that's something that's kind of happening anyway but I mean I don't think that that is going to solve this problem uh I mean do you think that I, I would guess that you would probably suggest that a lot of people stop playing MMOs after a while too um,
1: Yeah I mean that's just a really dumb thing to say <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. It's like, uh, what? (laughs) Um, So everything should turn into MMOs? No, not really, because it's a completely and utterly different experience.
0: Yeah, it almost has to be, because you can't... You I mean, MMOs are more like grinding and exploring, whereas the single-player games kind of tell you a story.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's never been an MMO that's really successfully told a story, I don't think um like like a single player game would do and um yeah you I I play an MMO for a completely different reason. The reason why I play a single player um narrative led adventure game or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Well
2: I c I can't really disagree with that. Um MMOs have a different role in sort of the game culture. I mean right now right now they appear to be evolving to make sure people pay ten bucks a month in perpetuity. <laughs> Um, but they can be more social events than game experiences. And I will say, in my experience in, in modern MMOs, as opposed to going back to, like, MUDs and that sort of stuff, um, I heard that. Um, it said nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I played some MUDs, too, but I,
0: I, I found them. I, I hated MUDs like
2: Todd hates MMOs today. <laughs> go ahead. But uh, the... the they tend to have, you know, you have quests, and you have adventures you go on, and then they go on to these big, hard, final bosses, you know, final things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I know, you know, of the ones I play, probably three-quarters of the people never even bother with the final ones. You know, they're content doing the, the set-up ones and interacting with their friends. And that's the moral equivalent of saying, I don't need to finish this. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, with –
2: and you could you can do it with fifty different adventures at once on an MMO as opposed to just one at a time. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Well, I mean with uh, I play Lord of the Rings uh, online every Sunday. But I I mean it doesn't really give me anything story wise. I mean I've been level six I've been level capped forever. And I pretty much know everything, and it's neat when they bring up new worlds and stuff, but the truth is I play just because all my friends in the guild get together, and we adventure and we hang out and we go and we fight monsters and stuff, but I mean that's a, it's more of a social thing for me, you know, if my, if my friends stopped playing, I would probably stop playing as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean they, there's
0: no or real. Or when the con. next
1: thing comes along, you'll yeah. sh- all shift to that. Right. Your guild will move, like up. Uh,
0: I would like. I would. Yeah. I would love for that to happen, but uh, one of our players, uh, Greg Crow, is so hardcore Lord of the Rings. I don't think oh. that will ever happen. So. <laughs> well,
2: I I play DDO. Mm? Not not exclusively, but I do play it. And uh, the Neverwinter Nights. Uh, MMO mm? that's been announced basically has everybody I play with saying, OK, when that's out, we're migrating, oh, right? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's like the single-player Neverwinter Nights, it's going to be awesome. I love Neverwinter Nights, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, But, uh, you know, so that's the sort of thing. But the same thing, the personality of the people aren't going to change. They're going right. to do the adventures. They're going to screw around with their friends and enjoy themselves and, you know, make cracks and <laughs> and, you know, just basically enjoy themselves. And when the adventure gets too hard, they're going to say, "Hey, there's another one around the corner let's yeah, yeah.
0: let's go into space. I hear Star Trek's coming out <laughs> something so um and then the final suggestion uh was this this is the one that I'm trying to maintain a straight face on, but the final suggestion was eliminate all single player. nobody finishes that stuff s t f z anyway <laughs> um." Because uh, and just make everything multiplayer. All we want to do is put the game in, go online, and kill our friends. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Shella, I guess I'll let you take the first crack at that one. Uh, Good idea or bad idea? (laughs) I think I've written
1: a column on this. My fear, I think that's my game phobia, is that (laughs) my game fear is that one day there will be no single player. Everyone will be mic'd up and just, like, poning each other and... (laughs) It'd just be horrible. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't I don't think that happened. I mean, and this is an and just to put this in perspective, I have been playing I've been staying up till about five in the freaking morning every night for the past week playing Deus Ex Human Revolution. Which Jesus. which has, by the way, one of the best most complex single player engines that I've seen in a long time. I mean, they, they literally drop you into detroit or they drop you into a futuristic like blade runner like Chinese city and let you literally do anything you want you can go into a club and then maybe some prostitute's going to need help you know killing her pimp or something or or whatever and and it's just you can just do whatever you want and it's it's freaking amazing I I'm I'm thinking that's going to be my vote for game of the year but that's all based on single player that has nothing to do with the multiplayer side of it I don't even think it has a multiplayer interface which is which is just fine with me. Um, but Nate, what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, I know you don't play it much, but <laughs> you must appreciate the single player campaigns, at least on, on some games.
2: Oh, certainly. Frankly, I do that more than anything else in the games I do play. Mm. Because, you know, I have a lot of human contact in the first place. I don't need more of it. And I don't need it forced to me. And a lot of that is a culture. You yeah. remember a couple of years ago, we were out in LA for a trade show, and I got invited to that, uh, that thing at the House of Blues. Mm. Uh, one of the big hardware manufacturers are doing it, and they were debuting this new hardware construction they'd thrown together. Oh. It was supposed to be awesome for multiplayer. Chris Richards
0: came That's right cuz me and Greg went and went, went to the premiere of the uh, the second Matrix movie and you believe me had a much better time than we did. <laughs> we were in the room with like every game journalist in the world and the movie ended and it was just dead silence. For like, <laughs> for like five five seconds, and then some guy in the front goes, well, that sucked. <laughs> Everybody busts out laughing. So anyway, Nate, yeah. continue. Sorry.
2: So I'm at this thing, right? And uh, they invite us, and there are several rooms in the House of Blues, and there's music playing, and Tony Hawk is supposed to be somewhere nearby, and I, I don't care. Um, but they're showing off this build, and it's a bunch of guys with, with Halo up. Mm. And they're not playing the game. Everybody who's logged into this thing is just concerned with headshots. Mm. Dude, nuked you, nuked you. And I'm like, you're not even, you know, freaking playing the game. Yeah. You know, you and you and you. I don't want to hang out with. <laughs> so goodbye. Right. Because it's it's just juvenile. Mm. Mm. And you know, I don't like being juvenile anymore. Because well, I'm not.
0: Yeah, and I I think that I think that also from a from a you know, because we always try to look at the industry perspective. From a money standpoint, a game that just has a multiplayer component, I mean, is not necessarily going to always be successful. For example, Bethesda uh, came out with the game Brink. Brink is mostly, I mean, it's almost like a copy of Quake Wars Enemy Territory. It's basically a, it's designed for you to play multiplayer and that's it. I mean, if you play by yourself, you're basically playing a multiplayer game, but everybody's an AI And it just, it, you know, it wasn't really that fun of a game. And, and Kelly didn't give it that great of a review. And, um, you know, and it was, it was okay, but it was focused on multiplayer. And I, I think that a game without a single player component is, is really missing something.
2: So. Well, I mean, the games I like, the games I really like and spend time on are the economic simulations. You know, the, some of the sim games, civilization, that sort of stuff. The, the building a system type games. I don't really feel a need to include other people in that. Mm. Frankly, I'd be I'd be perfectly happy playing Civilization half the time if I can get rid of those pesky AIs and just let me get on with building a happy civilization.
0: <laughs> funny, funny. So, all right. Well, um, I think we're coming to the end of our time. So, before another earthquake hits, let me ask let me ask you guys a final question. So, so as far as the the fact that people aren't finishing those games, uh, should the should the game industry be worried about that a- at all? Or, or is, or, and if we are worried about it, you know, what, what should we do? What should we do about it? If anything. And I'll start with, I'll start with you, Shella. So what do you, what do you think? Is this, is this really a problem? And, and if it is, you know, what, what, what is the solution to it?
1: Um, well, I don't think, uh, the guys who did Red Dead Redemption are really worried <laughs> about it. Because it's, sold like a gazillion copies. So so do you think if
0: they come out with Red Dead Redemption 2 that it would also be a hit? Yeah. Okay. Good enough.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I mean, people are buying the games. Um, it's up to them whether they want to finish them or not. And, um, I'm guessing they get all this information through Xbox Live and mm-hmm. PSN and stuff like that, but... What if you're not on either of those, oh. and you quite happily finish the game?
0: <laughs> yeah, you, so like you finish the game, but then you didn't report it to anyone, Shella. What are you doing? I know my figure is missing. <laughs> it could be it's 79%. <laughs> it's <dips> the balance. <laughs> you could. That's it. You, you
2: you are not of the
0: body. (laughs) I, I know. Shella still refuses to run a cable to her Xbox for whatever reason. Oh
1: god, it's like, you know, it's like life's tough enough without being called a gay nude by a 14 year old from
0: Oregon. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's, Nate, Nate, what do you, (laughs) <laughs> they, what do you think? You're our business guy, and you were the one that seemed to have the most the most concerns over this. So what are, what are your final thoughts then?
2: Well, I don't know if I've got the most concerns about this, but, I mean, the fact is these games are selling a zillion copies. In the end, I mean, okay, maybe there's an artist out there who goes, they won't see my last beautiful masterpiece. <laughs> but the business development guys are going, who cares? Wait, this means we don't, if we release the sequel, we don't have to do the last two-thirds of it. <laughs> you know you can you you can do the market research like, and there's there's a point where you go and a <laughs> wizard ends the game because you know nobody's yeah. ever going to get there. <laughs>
1: Just have a test screen.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Content to be developed later when you be <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you what so reach the end. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um,
0: Todd always... You're,
2: you're one of those people who likes to finish.
0: <laughs> yeah. Todd always writes about the, his WTF moments, you know, like when Batman Arkham Asylum reset on him and all that stuff. And I think what a, what a great WTF moment. You know, you're in the middle of a mission. You're about a third of the way through the game, and you kick open a door and it's all white space, and you're like, what? And you walk, and then there's a bunch of... It's all,
1: it's all like wireframe. Yeah, there's... And then it gets all
0: clunky. But then there, there'd be like a bunch of developers sitting at a table, like, and you walk over to them, and they're like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? <laughs> we, we didn't think anyone would get this far.
2: <laughs> what, what, they, that happened once. Where, where did that... Oh, um, the first mist. if you go back that far, when you finish it, it sets up, you know, the next adventure, mm-hmm. and then there isn't one, and if you go do a little exploring, you end up finding a guy at a desk who says, yes, yes, soon, soon.
0: <laughs> I didn't I – didn't. And it, it was hilarious because he's,
2: he's basically saying, give us time. <laughs> yeah. you enjoyed it. See you later. That's, and, I mean, that was like 1994 or something.
0: Wow. Yeah that's crazy. So um uh those people who are listening to us today um feel free to weigh in we'd love to know your suggestions. We don't make fun of every suggestion that people give <laughs> just just the really, as Shella says, the really stupid ones. <laughs> our uh, our Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Gin Lounge, so easy enough to find. And you can find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash game industry. Also, we, we believe, easy to find. And our email address is ginlounge at game industry dot com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you, Shella. Thank you, Nate. I will let you guys get back to your 800-hour single-player campaigns or maybe wait that might be me <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. my my 800 hour single uh game campaign would be making sure the checks you know clear and
0: gotcha so. okay do do that that's
2: like that, that. sounds you every, like everybody that. likes that that sounds that sounds
0: more fun for me ultimately <laughs> all right take care i'll see you all next week everyone